0: This is the Animals Eye View podcast, and I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. Speaking from my own personal experience, it's been really illuminating and quite helpful if when considering my own shared life with animal companions from time to time, if I look at those relationships and actual relationships that I have with sentient beings of a different species, from the same framework that I might look at and quite honestly manage, because we all manage our relationships, at least I hope that we do, with other humans, it's really helpful to look at our relationships with our animal companions kind of from the same, within the same context, because guaranteed, especially, and to a certain extent, maybe I'm talking myself out of a job. But when with my human clients, when I invite them to look at whatever is going on with their animal companion, kind of from the same the same point of view that they might look at their other human relationships, then oftentimes That everything just becomes actually quite crystal clear and I've even had some clients say to me oh my gosh I can't believe that I didn't see this before and I think sometimes the thing that kind of trips us up is that maybe we're not really willing to step into the place of saying to ourselves I am in a relationship with a sentient being of a different species I think sometimes maybe we, we love to have our animal companions really, really close to us if we're going to be receptive and if we, if we know that they're going to give to us all the unconditional love that we do. And then I think humans we're, were really good about, oh my gosh, yes, oh, just, you know, I can't get enough snuggles and I can't get enough cuddles. And this is absolutely wonderful, just so long as it's positive, right? But then when we get to the point of our animal companion, and again quite honestly just like maybe every other relationship you have with another human in your life, when things kind of start to go off the rails a little bit, I think maybe humans and maybe even more so with animals, we kind of tend to, you know, pull up the stakes and kind of bring the doors in really, really close and maybe even lock and bar the doors because we're fearful of looking into maybe that shadow place. And I don't, I quite frankly, I don't really know why. I don't know whether it's because we actually get kind of addicted to the aforementioned cuddle and absolutely fabulous and they'll do anything for us and they give us all this unconditional love that to go into the shadow aspect seems to be such a a jarring dissonance and juxtaposition to the cuddle part I don't know whether it's because as humans we're kind of conditioned to pretty much through our culture and society and kind of how we have structured our own world or not our own reality that we kind of stiff arm shadow and we kind of shove it off to the side because we're uncomfortable with it and we're raised with the belief I think in a lot of societies speaking only for my own um, society that there are aspects of shadow that you kind of don't mention in in polite company We live on a planet of duality. (laughs) And so, just like I've been talking before about the yin-yang symbol, that light and shadow aspect of you, and frankly that light and shadow aspect of your relationships, is going to come up. And most definitely where animals are concerned, the faster you can learn how to read the signals of their behavior, the easier it's going to be for you to again be human manager of that relationship because most definitely in an animal-human relationship yes we follow their lead and so to a certain extent they're managing that relationship for us but trust me when I say that when you change your energy and when you shift your behavior that's when your animal companions go oh yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he or she is leading me back into the good place I can tell it I feel it this feels so much better oh I can relax and they will automatically shift their own behavior and maybe even as I'm talking about it maybe this is a little bit of a psychological thing with humans because think about it just for a second say that you're having issues or communication otherwise it does not really matter what it is with another human being with whom you are in a relationship and it doesn't really matter what that relationship is it could be intimate could be romantic it could be work it could be friends it could be parent and child it could be sibling it doesn't really matter what that is when there starts to be a difference in vibration I think to a certain extent there's a biological and maybe not the full-throated response of the sympathetic nervous system of the fight flight freeze or faint thing but we're aware of it because we are also sentient beings and because our, our nervous system says to us because the nervous system and the body's prerogative is to basically survive it says to us oh Oh there's, oh, there's something going on here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I can sense that. And you know that this is true. <laughs> and long before wh- whoever that human happens to be that you've kind of fallen out of resonance with, long before they say, you know, there's something we need to talk about. <laughs> and the whole it's it's not you, it's me sort of a thing. Your body will feel it long before you might even maybe even get the silent treatment or they stop calling as much or they kind of look at you funny maybe a little bit more often than you're used to having them look at you funny your body will say to you i sense something that's not right here i i sense that for whatever reason this really fabulous lovely vibe and we're pretty comfortable talking about vibes which animals certainly understand equals shared energy environment and I guess I would probably say animal communicator world that we're used to talking about vibes and we're used to understanding what that is and so I would invite you to just kind of translate that into your relationship with your animal companion. Truth be told, a lot of times and i know i've said this before and i really love all the humans i interact with dearly that doesn't take away the fact that probably 85 to 90% of animal behavior problems that i'm called in to basically translate and to find the the reason or the underlying issue is because of an action a thought process an intention something that the human guardian or a human in that animal's environment on a consistent basis is doing and what happens then is that that runs amok and runs right into this perfectly wonderful practically magical absolutely fabulous energy vibration that most animals certainly speaking only for companion animals at this point in time create for themselves at at any point in time on planet earth i would invite you to really understand they're not going to want to do something unless it brings them joy and happiness or some amount of pleasure on a physical emotional or mental level that's why when i say to guardians of canine companions and especially if they're having struggles in the training process this dog wants to please you this dog only truly wants to hear from you oh that's such a good boy that's such a good girl lots of treats lots of praise or whatever that motivation is that happens to be for that canine companion and of course because they are individual sentient beings that motivation which of course we'll call that the secret sauce is sometimes the challenging part to find within training but trust me it most definitely can be done So when you start to see changes in the behavior of your animal companion, it really is no different than your sensing on an energetic level, a vibe level if you will, a change in a relationship that means a great deal to you the behavior of animals is really the only way they have of raising the red flag and saying okay human you and I we share this energy environment and there has been an energy, an action, a behavior, a thought, an emotion, a change in physical environment, a change in emotional environment, a change in mental environment that has intruded upon our heretofore absolutely fabulous and wonderful magical relationship that we have with each other and energy space so much so that I need to again raise the red flag in hopes that you will buy a clue from Vanna and look at me and go hmm yeah okay this behavior has changed. I wonder when did this behavior start changing? Oh that's right it was about a month ago. What was happening a month ago? Oh that's right, I started to work more overtime at work. And so the after-work walk got delayed by half an hour, 45 minutes. And that meant that their dinner got pushed back by 40 or 45 minutes. And that also meant that I was arriving home later, and so the time that we normally got to spend on a maybe even 15 to 20 minute to half an hour basis on a daily basis, that's been disrupted for them. Yes, how you are with them is absolutely that important to them. That's how much they love you. Added into that, certainly I think where dogs are concerned, I've had all species in my life, All animals, and I think human animal, if you were to answer this question yourself, we're all kind of creatures of habit, especially where our home environment goes. We kind of like it when things are done at the same time. Yeah, occasionally we like to maybe spice it up, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially if it's a good spicing up. But if there's a not-so-good spicing up that comes in and a different energy that comes in, we humans are the first one to go whoa, okay, so say, for instance, we're sharing our life with a partner. Um, Okay, so you're getting home from work a half an hour later, and so this is a new job, and you're kind of extra tired from work, and so that also means that you're going to bed a half an hour earlier, which really kind of impacts, because of my work schedule, the amount of time that we have together. And yes, I know you might be thinking to yourself, oh, these are such minuscule things. The deal is that over time, in your animal companion relationship, just like in your human relationships, these little things add up. I think probably every relationship expert out there would tell you, it's not the big things that cause relationships to collapse, it's the accumulation of the little things, and the little things that aren't addressed immediately and proactively. And, I would probably add, with holding space for everybody involved and addressing them in a really neutral space so that you don't look at your dog and kind of go, God, you know, I started this new job and now all of a sudden I'm coming home a little bit later and now this happens to be the exact moment that you're choosing to start barking or your favorite feline companion and just like so, wow, now I have to get up earlier for work in the morning because I'm working longer hours and this is the time that you choose not to use the litter box on a regular basis? Especially when dealing with our animal companions, the bottom line, of course, is if you see a change in behavior, what is the first thing you're going to do? The first thing you're going to do is not call the animal communicator, although you can if you wish. I would love that. (laughs) But you're probably going to call your vet, and you're probably going to say, hey, I'm seeing this change in behavior. You and the vet can discuss and rule out whether there need to be other medical tests, whether maybe there's an underlying medical condition that's causing the change in behavior. But after you've gone to that route, and I would invite you to think of this as kind of like a flow chart, that if your first stop is the vet, then your second stop can be an animal communicator. I happen to offer a free 15-minute consultation to all of my new clients and we can actually get quite a bit done in that first 15 minutes, believe me. The bottom line is it's important to view not only yourself but every being that you share your life with with first and most compassion and love for yourself and then by that you can extend that out to them. That's really the bottom line. and that, quite honestly, is what makes your animal companions happier than anything. To know that you love yourself first, and then you love them. That's the way that they look at the way the world should be. I'm Lizanne Flynn, and this has been the Animals I View podcast. I'll see you next time.